What do I got to spend time on that and why it's a good jungle movie for crying out loud? Stupid ass dogs. Try to talk about jungle movies, dog. I know the song, but I don't know the lyrics. I'm an adult. I'm a big boy. I know what Beyblades is. Don't come at me like I'm an idiot. Whatever you said, I don't know, because it's Skypey Skype Skype. I'm the world scapegoat. That's who I am. And you get what you pay for here, folks. Back it up there, horror guy. Another week, another set of headphones that I'm going to throw in the trash. You can already tell. Oh, are you serious? You're not having good luck with those things. It's a different pair. Oh, I know, but you're not... Ha- I, I, I stand corrected. You're not having good luck with headphones in general. Oh, yes. I don't know. They sounded okay the other day, but now... Eh... You sound bassy. I don't like my Eugene to sound too manly. Hey, hey, hey. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely better than the first, the other pair I bought. I mean, I, it, it, it is TV movie of the week on TV show treasure chest that I just got in the mail. So I'm like, I'm all giddy because i uh done with MCU until... Uh, Captain Marvel, so it's like, oh, I am... It is now back into the slop. Like, I'm... Oh, <laughs> oh. So I posted done, it on... done, done, huh? The MCU, or just until... With the MCU until... Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to watch. <laughs> I watched them all now. Which we'll get into that later. Oh. Goodbye to those things. Here we go. Hey, the earbuds are back. Damn it. (sighs) Well, I guess the kids get another pair of headphones to tear apart. So, just too bassy? I just don't like it. It's bassy and muffled, and I don't know what the problem is. I've bought cheapo headphones like that plenty of times, and they're fine, but not not the ones I've been buying lately, apparently, so... (sighs) I'm just going to have to break open hmm. the piggy bank and go spend $20 on some. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've just been rocking these earbuds for so long. It's what I'm used to. I works for me. Yeah, maybe I'll just stick with these then. Screw it. Ah, Happy birthday, Benicio Del Toro, by the way. I'm on IMDb getting things set up for the show. I'm like, oh, it's his birthday. I like him. <laughs> and so same, same with Ariel Cabell. It's her birthday, too. No idea who that is. Me either. Or David <laughs> Mauser, Mazet, whatever. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little early in the game, in the show to be mispronouncing everybody's name. Victoria well, Justice, know. happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else? Millie Bobby Brown. Ugh, I don't even like that name. Up um, oh, there they go on their scooters. <laughs> it's the same old... It's... Hey, at least the ship box on wheels parked beside us working on the other house is gone for the day because it was so, it's like, he's like a Jeep Cherokee or whatever. And it was, it was such an old piece of junk that it, I, he must be a smoker because every half hour or so, and he'd be idling his 
shitbox for like 10 minutes straight. It, it was, it was so loud. It was like, not only do I not have a muffler on it, I'm going to put like a Harley Davidson muffler on it to be cool or something. <laughs> and I was oh yeah, openly swearing, openly swearing in the house. Just as a <laughs> grumpy old man that I am. Oh, Jeff like, Daniels just, and Ray Winstone. There's some birthdays for you. <laughs> oh. Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin? Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, there's a lot of birthdays. How do we get on this? It's your fault somehow. Justine Bateman? Smokey Robinson. Oh, Steve James. Riveting entertainment here, folks. Hey, Ray Winston. Yeah, well, we're just... Yeah, well, we're just, uh... I said Ray Winston already. I thought you did. Ugh, we need to... Yeah, we need to move on. Oh, Josh Trank! Hey, happy birthday, Josh! <laughs> Seal! Ah, oh, this is actually kind of fun, which yeah. is sad. Kissed by a rose. Oh. Um. I got nothing else on yeah, the birthday front. Just... Yeah, it's this is boring. Now it's getting boring to me. Oh well, we were just winding out the start of the show like we always do. So yeah. For editing purposes. Yeah. How was your? How was your day after our? I got a kick out of, not that we'll delve into the subject matter, but our texting back and forth last night. I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, Thor is so good. Oh, now I'm just frantic, just rage pissed texting you back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, you, can you say that again? Aren't my connection is shit. You, all I heard was Thor is so good. And then ha 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 text you. What? Oh. Oh, I was just a, was so enjoying Thor last night. Like, this is just so good. And then, minutes later, just rage-pissed texting back and forth with you about oh, our... Oh, I forgot about that part. ...private I, matters. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, because I, everything that you were saying, I'm like, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Me too. Yep. My life. Uh-huh. My life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, oh. that's done. That's... Finally, Joni, my wife looked over at me. She's like, are, are, what's going on? Are you going to text the rest of the movie? And... Like ah, but I kind of have to because it's you know I'm I'm interested, but uh, (laughs) yep. And then I just I read over it again today and eh, pissed me off all over again. (laughs) It's worth a double dose of of rage. Yep. (sighs) Well, nothing can be done about that. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. How long ago did you find out about that bit of information? Oh, I mean, just the other day, because oh. it, my brother-in-law's here. Oh. Hey, at least at the start of the show. Yeah. Well, I suppose I should talk now, because whenever he's gone, I have to put filler in there, just in case he can use some of my slop. Um, uh, what should I sing? I feel like I should sing something again, like a theme song opening. Um, uh, shit, I don't know. I'm trying to come up. With something, uh, well, what's a good song to, um, welcome to Movie Freaks. We got, ah, no, that's awful. Dumb, dumb ass. Um, movie, movie, movie freaks, movie freaks, movie freaks, movie, movie, movie freaks, movie freaks. Eugene, Eric, Eugene, Eric, Eugene, Eric, Eugene, Eric. Stare at your screen, kids, or actually stare at your phones, kids. Eugene, Eric. That's kind of funny. That was kind of good. Um, if he deletes it, I totally understand. What else? Um, 
Now, obviously, it's now it's too late to because I don't think he likes when I review porny shit while he's listening. So I suppose I could talk about Tinseltown, my latest vinegar syndrome um, sleaze sleaze fest. But I feel like I'm not going to have enough time to properly review it and give my my critical analysis of Tinseltown. <laughs> um. It was sure smutty, though. Like, really smutty. Um, not quite as bad as Climax of Blue Power. That was, like... That was, like, really... Really shower-worthy. This one here was just a minor... A minor scrub-down. Um, well, now I should just full-on review it. So these three girls... <laughs> these three girls... Naive, you see? They're naive. And it's from 1980, and... They go to Hollywood to make it big, and one's a prostitute, one's a country girl, and one is a valley girl. And so they all show up in Hollywood, and they get hooked up with um, complete sleazebag agents, and then it's pretty much just how do we go into various forms of undress, and then it's it's, it's hairy sex scene after hairy sex scene after hairy sex. It's interesting watching these older ones like this, how... Um, looks weren't everything. Like, they're just normal, everyday, average types of people. Like, like, uh, I'm not well versed in this, uh, quote unquote genre, but it's like, wow, they just kind of pulled people off the street, kind of the way it looks. But, um, yeah, all in all, hey, it was shot on 35mm, and there's, there's some, uh, like, a very, very small, slight semblance of an actual plot. It's, <laughs> Not much, but there is a plot there um, that strings together the the sex scenes. Oh, what else? Oh, and then, of course, in the end, the, uh, the actual lady to break out and become a star was the prostitute because she had acting chops. And the other two, they just... Well, the one moves back in with her boyfriend because um, she couldn't make it because uh, she was naive. But the... Uh, California surf girl, whatever, she got taken advantage of, poor thing. So she, and they, they explained her character away as a, uh, <laughs> just got, you know, engulfed in the world of prostitution and sex and everything. And yeah, it was whatever. And then, of you know, then the actual prostitute, then she becomes legit. So all in all, not bad movie. Uh, I'll keep it for now. And he's back. So I got to shut up. Sorry about that. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. He, he could not stop laughing at Corbin's um, self-improved haircut because he got my beard trimmers and was like, ah, zip, zip, oh. zip right in the front of his head. And we're all just like, <laughs> guess who looks like a weirdo for a while? You. <laughs> Your kids do the weirdest shit sometimes. Oh, that's pretty normal. <laughs> Come on. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Hudson hates people messing with his hair, so we're good there. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have, you know, his hair would be shaved bald by this point, I would imagine, his head. <sighs> yeah, yeah, my kids do the weirdest stuff. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but man, them Venezuelans, all that oh, oil man. they got down there, sounds like somebody needs some freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that harkens back to the Bush days. That was yep. Oh, it's oh, same old, same old. That's what they're talking yep. about now. Is Venezuela? I don't know. I wish my Whatever. Skype connection were a little less shitty. 
Anyway. Yeah. Nah, I, I'm Eric. No. I'm Eugene. Want to talk about some movies? <laughs> Please. For the love of all that's holy. Um, how are you, sir? How's it going otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> um, really good. Just, uh, actually, well, like I said, yeah, we wrapped up, uh, the MCU, so I am like, I've got the new Star Trek show on Blu-ray now, and I, 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 like, freedom! And I love MCU. I've had so much fun, which we'll get into that a little bit later, but I'm like, I am ready to get back into, uh, just my stuff yeah. without having to split up because typically I'll watch half of one of my movies and then the rest of the evening will be spent like watching an hour of, of, of an MCU movie which worked out fine because it just it helps for me at least it helps to split the movies up into two nights um, but yeah it's it's good that we're we're done for a, for a bit and I'm going to probably I said I was going to watch uh, I was going to watch uh, the DC movies and I will but I'll probably I'm more than likely I'm going to wait until after Endgame probably and then do the, I'm going to fill do, in. Do I recommend the, that. Take a break. Yeah, I just I need a little break and especially with this new Star Trek Discovery show I'm like ah I wouldn't mind and that's totally my wife there so that'll probably be our new nightcap type thing that we watch. Right. Cool. But yeah, I mean the not so exciting stuff is, you know, housing stuff with what I'm like my personal job stuff is going quite well, so that's good. Um, but movie listeners don't want to hear about that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my work stuff's going pretty good, too, although it's, it's keeping me quite busy. Uh, but uh, the train rolls on. Uh, you ready to go to the roulette? Let's do it. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette as we dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Okay, on this episode of The Roulette, it is Velvet Buzzsaw up against All Light Will End. And I'm up first. Great. It's directed by Dan Gilroy. I was investigating him because I was getting sidetracked. There we go. After a series of paintings by an unknown artist are discovered, a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Renee Russo, and others. Now, I haven't seen, uh, well, he's only directed three things. It's this, uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire and Nightcrawler, which I, that's the mm-hmm. first thing I've seen from him. Uh, it's a smidge long at an hour, at uh, two hours, hour 53, uh, but it is deliberately paced. This is a slow burn movie, and it, I don't know. I, I read a bunch of complaints of people who had watched it online saying it's... Sh- I mean, man, people are really shitting on this movie. And I... Uh, anyway. It's... It, the metaphors don't work because the satire is not as half-assed and so is the horror. It's half-assed and blah, blah, blah. It's not really horror. It's just a thriller. I've read all these things. And so, I, I mean, I've read them before I watched the movie. So my expectations were non-existent. I quite enjoyed this film. And I'm very curious what you would think about it. You could totally go either way on this movie. You would either love it, you could totally hate it, you could just be mediocre on it. I have no idea. I am very curious what you will think about it. Uh, it, it, It's sort of like, is a drama thriller, but then every so often it has a scene of horror. I'm not saying it's a horror film, but it has a scene of horror. 
and the, one of the best ways I can describe the tone of this is if you think about now, careful, you choosing my words kind of carefully here and read it with a grain, but, okay. but take a, like a ni- early nineties horror movie. What, you know, uh, I kept thinking about early nineties horror when I was watching this because it's got one of those, how do I put it? One of those weird ideas for a, a serial killer where it's like, oh, that's his shtick. Like, Shocker is an example. Dies in the electric chair. Then he can mm. move through electricity and anybody that... Yep. Yeah, okay, that's his shtick. What else do we have in the 90s? You know, stuff like the, a leprechaun. You gotta find his piece of gold or, you know, he'll kill you. Okay, well, that's his shtick. Uh, so, in a manner of speaking, it had one of those kinds of shticks, but the horror element only threw its head up every once in a while. So, you're involved in the... Uh, art world drama of it for a while, and then somebody gets killed. And it's like, ah, that was actually kind of creepy. Or Candyman. You know, he's oh, got, you know, saying yeah. he's got his shtick too. Uh, so it has one of those kinds of ideas. And then, and then you get back into the art world drama of it. And then along comes another death scene where you're just like, oh, that was, ugh, it's kind of creepy. And that the, uh, you know, the third act, it ramps it up a little bit, but it's really broken up. And if, I really wanted more of the horror, and I wanted more gore, and I and there is some gore in here, but I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be great if this was 90 minutes and just death, 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 you know, awesome. But the problem is, if you did that, there would be no tension, It would because of the shtick, it, it would be a 90s horror movie, and you'd be like, eh, I get it, that's his thing. Um, and it would have no kind of emotion to it. Mm-hmm. So here, it kind of worked for me to have it pulled back a little bit. Uh, I'm curious what you would think about this movie, and I'm, uh, uh, spoiler alert, that's one of your roulettes this week, is I'm throwing ah. up full of buzzsaw, because I am very curious what you would think of it. Um, I don't think you would hate it. I think you would appreciate the way that I'm presenting it to you, and I, I'm not saying it's like a 10 or something. Uh, and even the, the slow burn parts of it, the drama parts of it, I was, I was entertained slash amused. Jake Gyllenhaal is swinging for the fences. With his character, I mean, there, there's no holding back with him, and I, I don't know, I dug it. I, I know Ooh. everybody's hating it, but I, I had no problem sitting through that two-hour runtime. Again, even though I might have been able to be trimmed a little bit, uh, all light okay. will end. Cool. Um, oh, I mean, not cool for my movie, but cool for yours. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> all light will, all light will end. Um, <laughs> here we go. So will, will uh, all light end or? <laughs> I, no, no, or yes. I, whatever is bad. Yes. What, that's the answer. That's the correct answer. Whatever is bad. Um, uh, the title means nothing. Um, it's just a spooky title, but it's not because it's generic. Uh, IMDb says what about it? When a capricious young author hides a dark secret, returns home for her brother's graduation, she finds herself haunted by the past and tormented by grim night terrors. Oh, there we go. All light will end. <laughs> um, I, I, I hated, I hated this. Like, this is bottom, at least bottom 10. I mean, I've watched some, I've watched some feces on roulette, but this is, this is like the horror western and the apartment whatever, and this is that level of amateur uh on the roulette. Like Oof. everything is a set and the actors are so incredibly non actor types that are 
reciting memorized lines and they're all, well, no, they're not all pretty. Uh, ugh, I was disgusted by everybody because I hated them and I hated the movie. And I honestly, I don't, I have no, I have no idea how this movie ends anymore. What happened in this movie? Um, starts with a little girl and her mom and a creature, maybe. I'm going to spoil, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She's, I think she's the killer, maybe. Then it turns out the daughter is, I don't know. It, it was, it was awful. Awful shot on HD, just amateur hour. Um, I mean, I seriously, I can't remember how this movie, uh, cause I watched it like the day after, uh, the last taping and I just, oh, they were, oh, and then there was these cops and like, it, there were the comedy relief, but it was like, it was so drum, like out of place. Like they're, they're, you know, here's the horror aspect of it. And then all of a sudden we go to these bumbling cops that are making wisecracks at each other. And it's not funny because it, they're actors reciting lines written by a human. And it, it was broken. I mean, it, this is, this is one of those movies. And you know what I'm talking about? One of those movies. Uh, let me read a sentence here. Maybe it'll refresh your memory on the ending. Amidst sexual tensions and fireside stories, Savannah's despondency and her father's case collide with gruesome and horrifying reveals, leaving little distinction between the subconscious and reality. That sounds like it was written by the hack that wrote it. Yeah, I still couldn't tell you really what... She kills all her friends because reasons, and then she's the killer, I think, and then the cop should... I don't... Whatever. It Zero. I mean, it... Uh, obviously... Um, it, it's movies like this that make me go and reevaluate the other zero star movies that I've given uh, that review to, like that new tremor of the newest Tremors movie, which I I despised, and Day of the Dead. But it's like those are better than this, and that those are awful. But I feel like it's like these are all like the fiery pits of hell, terrible. But it's like there should be different levels. It's a purgatory. <laughs> it's a purgatory yes, stepping it, system. It, it, yeah. <laughs> So, like, and this is, like, this is deep. <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> this is way down there for all eternity repeat viewings. I mean, this is, it's that bad. But, yep, that is officially the worst roulette of the year. And um, it will, I, I'm guessing that's going to, well, I pick some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. We'll see how, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. <laughs> Okay, coming your way. Don't knock twice. A recovering addict becomes her estranged daughter's only hope after the teen awakens a terrifying child-stealing witch from an urban legend. Katie Sackoff. Await further instructions. A family's tense reunion turns terrifying when they get trapped in their home by an unknown force. And sinister commands begin appearing on their TV. That one's all you. I, eh, that's, that's a home invasion with ghosts is what that is. And that's, that's... <laughs> Two strikes for me, in my opinion, but you wanted it, so you can have it. <laughs> I give you Velvet Budsaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. That's it, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, and for you is The Super from 2017, starring Val Kilmer, which is quite interesting. I didn't know that he was... I knew that he was going to be in the new Top Gun, but I, I wasn't aware that he was doing some other stuff. A man becomes the superintendent of a large New York City apartment building where people mysteriously go missing. And it's directed by Stephen Rick. And um, you may know him from... Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Uh, Terrific. <laughs> hey, give him a chance. It's the roulette. Oh, for Pete's sakes. 
Oh, I mean, IMDb is fast becoming like the spam website to where if you click on anything wrong on the page, yeah, you're done. it takes you to, to insurance garbage or whatever. <laughs> uh, next up is the last laugh again. It's the Chevy Chase thing. Um, uh, hold on here. I have to be very careful that I don't press anything wrong because I don't want to hear Liberty Mutual talk to me about shit. Uh, when Unless they talent, want to, you know, be sponsors of the show and would like some advertising space. We're, we're always yeah. looking to take on, yeah, bigger, yeah. Capitalism, you see? I don't even know what that meant. Um, the last laugh is, whatever, we talked about that, it's comedy. And last but not least... <laughs> Wait, oh shit, I have Black Sea, which... Yeah, I'm real (laughs) curious to see what my third pick's gonna be. Did I give you one? Nope. (laughs) After all that back and forth, I was like, he still didn't give me a third pick, so I guess we'll just wait. Ooh, running the Netflix, hold on. Oh, no, 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 I I gave you suggestions. But my oh, yeah, you did. No, just no, no. go by the wayside. I don't know. I'd... Oh, you did. Okay. That... <laughs> Eugene gets to pick his own roulettes on a weekly basis, but mine oh. right out the window. <laughs> I'll be nice. You'll you'll get uh, Godzilla uh, Part Three. Okay. Which is the animated? Uh, man, that is one cool cover or one cool picture here uh, with the Earth Alliance weakened. Uh, Haruo weighs. Siding with the Exif, whose death cult is summoning a monster that can destroy the world. There's your safe pick. I, well, I, although the last laugh, I put I gave you some pretty good picks this week. I think. Well, two, we'll I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> says says somebody who clearly did not watch the trailer for the super. Uh, I will take Godzilla <laughs> three. What do you want? Um, I will. I'll take wait further instructions. <laughs> Uh, I like to live dangerously. Uh, no, you don't. That was last episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> oh, wait for the... Oh, I mean, you still didn't take the witch one. What is wrong with you? I'll keep throwing that up there. I'll I'll get to... Uh, that, uh, wait for their instruction sounds interesting. Says someone <laughs> who didn't watch the trailer for it, I'd say. Did you? Didn't you? Did you? No? Well, I got some good reviews. Oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep listening to these people that give these things good reviews? Because every now and then there's a gem. That's why we do the show, guys. It doesn't usually come from them. <laughs> okay, there you go. Next week on the roulette, it'll be Godzilla 3 against await further instructions. Also, it's British. Yeah, the trailer was British. But... Uh, lots of teens whining and arguing. You have fun with that. Okay. Okay. You ready to move on to the next segment? Yes. Uh, it's time for our random subgenre top 10 of the month. And this month we're going with top 10 jungle set movies. And I made a list and it just, the arranging of the list got weirder and weirder as I went. Uh, as I said before, it's, it's just weird how when we pick these things, my mindset veers to one aspect of the genre, and then that's kind of how I organize the list. This is not in order of quality by any stretch of the imagination. But as I was putting it together, it was like, huh, jungle set movies. Okay, well, this movie I really like is in a jungle. There is jungle, 
But then this other movie, The Jungle, is an actual real character in the movie, and it's a part of it. Whereas in some movies, the, the jungle is just the background. Or the jungle is the main aspect of it, where you got bumped higher up the list. And that is kind of how I formulated my jungle list. It Okay, uh, the pertinence of the jungle in the movie got you bumped higher up the list. I uh, There you go. Okay. That's the way it is. So, so, but your number one, like you actually have these in some sort of, sort of an order where there's like your number one favorite or not my number one favorite. It's my number one of, of the group that I think the jungle was the most pertinent to the story. Okay. Like you gotta have a movie set in a mall. That makes sense. Like top 10 mall movies. That, that would be the, you know, the number, it'd be mall rats probably. Uh, okay. Number 10, the rundown. I would put this movie above half this list as far as quality goes, but how much of the jungle aspect is a part of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. It's there, and there's a couple elements, but it's not, it's more comedic. It's not so much life and death as some of the others. So, number 10 for me is the rundown. Uh, and also, I've got a couple, not as many as last time, but I got a couple honorable mentions that I figured that we could yeah, hit do, on after. Yeah, do okay. okay, number 10 for me is Jurassic Park. Uh, I do consider this to be a jungle-based movie. It's set on an island, a jungle island, and, you know, pretty much it all takes place in the jungle. And I I love the movie. Uh, I love the setting. I think this is why I like the first one the the best is because after after the first one, it's, yeah, we're still on a jungle island or whatever, but it just, it doesn't have the same feel, uh, the dangerous feel like the first one did. So I, we've talked about Jurassic Park tons of times. So uh, yeah, 10 for me is Jurassic Park. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and one could almost make the argument that, let me think, Jurassic Park, boy, maybe even two and three are more jungle set than the first one. But I still would put the first one up there as the nominee, I think. Yeah. Number nine for me is Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this one just, maybe it's because of the way Spielberg directed it and it was so new. It definitely had that feel of being afraid and lost in the jungle. But I had to bump it down because the real threat here is dinosaurs. You know, we're not talking about snakes and poisonous insects so much. Or, you know, tribes people eating you. Uh, stay tuned for that later. So, number nine for me is Jurassic Park. Number nine for me is Kong Skull Island. And this is the new, new-ish Kong movie. Uh, on second viewing, I liked it a lot more than the first time I watched it. And I think that the the island itself, the the jungle itself, plays such a huge part of that movie, uh, with just with all the creatures, and it, it wouldn't be the same without that setting. It's such a great setting. In fact, the new Godzilla movie comes out this summer, which is obviously going to be a continuation of this universe or whatever. And I can't wait for it. It looks fantastic. But man, something about that Kong, Kong Skull Island and the setting was so good. I loved it. I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, number eight for me is Romancing the Stone. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's on my top 100. This is one of those movies that's right there with uh, Hunt for an October and Sneakers as far as, like, an adventure movie. Um, the reason I bumped it down a bit, that might actually be my top, my favorite movie on this list, but I bumped it down because they're only in the jungle for maybe a little over half the movie. But the jungle does play an element of real, uh, I don't know what it is, antagonism? 
because they are fighting the jungle for half the movie, trying to escape from these bad dudes and, and whatnot. Have you I, have you watched that movie in a while? I don't know. I have not seen that since the VHS days, I think. Oh, I, dude, you should watch that with the wife. That I mean, my wife hated it because she hates anything from the 80s, but that is a great movie. I love it. Was the sequel, uh, Jewel of the Nile, was that good? Yeah, I mean, when you were a kid, it was good, but then as when you get older, it's just barely passable because the first half is, is is as good and it's in that same universe, but then the second half, especially the third act, it's just sort of like, eh, it was fun coming down and partying with you guys. Um, you're ready to wrap this up? I don't know where we're going, whatever. And it just cut her to kind of out into the uh. sunset. And the third act was, I mean, it was dog shit bad. But half that movie is still decent. Okay. Just too bad it never, it didn't all pan out. Uh, number eight for you. Number eight for me is The Beach. And this is Danny Boyle's, uh, I think under, well, not I think, it's vastly underrated movie. Probably my favorite Danny Boyle movie other than 28 Days Later. Uh, the, the jungle setting in this movie, um, is, that of like absolute complete beauty until things go really, really bad towards the end. Uh, but half the reason this movie is so good is that setting. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. And this was like right after DiCaprio hit it big. And so I don't know, just everything in that movie worked for me so well. And it on replay, it still holds up extremely well. It's a great movie. Great movie. I have loved that movie since I saw, saw it in the theater and I've watched it a dozen times at least. It's a great film. I, I never understood why people hated that movie. And now I, I think people are coming around on it and giving it a second chance and like, hey, that's actually pretty good. That's kind of what I'm seeing on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, screw you. I was there. I've been defending <laughs> that movie forever. <laughs> uh, number seven for me is would probably be last on my list if I was rating in quality, but Medicine Man with Sean Connery. I think this is a Ridley Scott movie. Uh, anyway. I've never seen I re- it. I always, it's, it's one of those movies where I'm like, I should watch that again. And then I go watch it. And I'm like, yeah, that was okay. At least the first half, I'm like way into it. And the second half, I'm like, eh, okay. And then, you know, a week later, it's ejected right out the back of your brain hole. And a couple years down the road, wasn't that okay? I should watch that again. It's okay. But the jungle aspect of it is strong because it's about these, you know, doctors, researchers finding the cure for cancer in the rainforest. So it is all about uh, jungle. Uh, it's an okay movie, but it's not, I don't know. It, it derails in the end about deforestation and becomes this whole other thing than it started out to be. Number seven. Seven for me is Platoon. And uh, we've talked about this movie again tons of times, and I... I have come to, like, love this movie and The Jungle. Again, as we've said on our past Oliver Stone episodes, uh, the chaos of that setting and Vietnam itself, um, it's fantastic. And I, I thought that that should, it's, I mean, it's not the best jungle movie, but I wanted to give it mention here, you know, as number seven, just because of how much I like the movie and how that uh, it it's very, very well made with the whole jungle setting. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I would still think of that as a war movie. I mean, I guess I'll give you a pass on jungle setting. It is, I guess, but yeah, I would think of that more as a war movie. Uh, number six for me is apocalypse. Now 
<laughs> Never get out of the boat. Never yeah. get out of the boat. This is definitely a jungle movie. Uh, I was just joking about Platoon, but uh, especially at the end of Apocalypse Now, you even got you got the tribes people doing crazy killing animals, uh, uh, maybe even cannibal stuff. Uh, the jungle is a strong part of the Vietnam conflict, <laughs> whichever movie you want to pick. Uh, but Apocalypse Now for me, number six for you. Okay, number six for me is Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Ching, nailed it. Oh, and you know what? You know what they say: never get out of the boat. Never. Out <laughs> That's of all the I can say. <laughs> but uh, I do think that the the jungle setting is probably even better utilized in Apocalypse Now versus Platoon. Um, it's a, well, yeah, it's a mass, masterpiece. Great movie, great setting. Everything about it is great. <laughs> uh, number five for me. I did not expect this to fall so far. And I assume this will be in your top three, maybe, but Predator. And I love this movie, and the jungle setting is very strong, but it's not the jungle that's killing them, or trying to kill them, or that they're trying to survive, or what's the other trope of jungle movie is people go mad in the jungle wandering around, but it's an alien. So, you know, they do deal with jungle aspects of, of, well, there's a wild boar or wild pig they kill at one point, but... It's not like they're constantly fighting uh, normal jungle conditions, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I bumped it down a little bit, but still a great, great movie. Number five for you. Okay, number five for me is Zombie Holocaust. This is from 1980 and is also known as Dr. Butcher, M.D. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I thought you meant a different movie. Carry on. I'm no, sorry. This is Doctor. Yeah, this is Doctor Butcher, MD, starring Ian McCulloch, and um, I love this movie because I must have your brain. That's all you need to know is <laughs> Doctor Butcher must have your brain, and he gets them. Uh, the jungle setting is great in this. This is actually <laughs> kind of just leftover scraps from Lucio Fulci's Zombie because the setting was the same, like the the location was the same. They used some of the same props, uh, but you know, I'm sure that. Fulci's zombie was considered to be mega budget compared to this because this is hilariously bad and great. Uh, but yeah, the setting, the jungle setting, it, it, that's what makes this movie so good is that there's cannibals and there's zombies. What could be better in the jungle than both of those and a crazy doctor? So, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Number four for me is Cannibal Holocaust. Much to Eugene's delight. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I thought you meant. I was like, wait a minute, zombie holocaust? Back it up there, horror guy. Because I saw a cannibal movie one time, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you threw me for a loop on purpose. If you had said Dr. Butcher, I wouldn't have said a word, but you're like, zombie holocaust, a.k.a. Yeah. That's the side title of the... It's the elitist title. Yes. It's, I mean, yeah, the Dr. Butcher MD, that's the barf bag version of, the, like, the, the more... Legit version oh, is sorry, you're, zombie holocaust. You're, now you know. Yeah, your pretentious ass zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Yes, I've only seen this movie in completion one time, but the jungle is definitely an aspect of this movie, one hundred percent. But this falls under the area of going crazy in the jungle, but also let's rape the 
locals and then get killed and eaten by them. So there you go. There's that. That's Cannibal Holocaust in a nutshell. Number four for you? Four for me is Predator. And um, I, I have a couple more that I like more on this list, but Predator, I get what you're saying, uh, but I still, the setting is so important in that movie to me and, and how things play out. Uh, while I love Predator 2 and even AVP, the first, the, the AVP and AVP Requiem, something about that, that first jungle setting. I guess you could even say, uh, the jungle setting on, that's probably why I like Predators. Another reason why I like Predators so much is because of the setting. Although, I don't know, that's an alien world and yeah, it's a jungle, but I still, I prefer my 80s Arnie get to the chop a jungle. <laughs> Uh, you could make the argument that Predators is more of a jungle movie because there is absolutely no other setting. Whereas uh, yeah. in Predator, they have at least a beach setting where they arrive at the jungle. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Uh, number three. Now, I could have picked one of a hundred movies for this, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Demi's got to weigh in, because the kids are upstairs screaming. Shut up! And she's just waiting until I talk again. I just know it. Then she's going to... Shut up! Oh, shit. I just thought of a different movie. I should probably try and swap one out. Ah, it's too late. Fuck. Well, <laughs> that one would definitely have made my top ten, damn it. Probably would have gone in right about there. I probably would have knocked the rundown off the list. Oh, well, two honorable mentions with you, you go. Damn it, why didn't I think of that? That might have been, like, top four, actually. No, no, I'm curious which, uh... Oh, you'll hear about it in recent honorable mentions. Okay, like I was saying, I could pick any of a hundred films because this has been made so many times, but... Uh, Grey Stoke, The Legend of Tarzan is the one that... (laughs) (laughs) Tarzan! Back to you, go ahead with your number three. Everybody knows Tarzan. What do I got to spend time on that and why it's a good jungle movie for crying out loud? Trying to talk about jungle movies, stop! You get what you pay for here, folks. Good times. Okay, number three for me. Cannibal Holocaust, of course. Um, I'm sad. Cannibal Holocaust should be number one, but uh, there's still two more sleazefests that are above this. So, Cannibal Holocaust. Uh... It's got cannibals and lots of rapey, nasty, gross shit. And it's a great movie. And it's the the beginnings of the found footage uh, genre, I think. But it I've said this before on the show. Everything about this movie feels dangerous. Like, watching the movie, it feels like people were in legit real danger while they made this thing. Uh, and, of course, there's the real animal killing, which I know that some people really get bothered by that. Uh, and while I do not condone that at all, it does add to that, just that real mean-spirited stuff that you just, you couldn't get away with it now. That is a time capsule of a movie, and it is, especially for, like, horror gore hounds, Cannibal Holocaust is one of the reigning champs, and it, uh, the jungle setting is fantastic in it. Back to you. Alright, I'm trying to, trying to look up this movie. Eh, doesn't come up. Thanks, IMDb. Oh, now here's a commercial. Great. Mm-hmm. There it is. Number two for me is Aguirre, The Wrath of God from 1972, directed by Werner Herzog, starring Klaus Kinski. 
and it's the 16th century. The ruthless and insane Don Lope de Aguilar leads a Spanish expedition in search of El Dorado. And this definitely falls under the a uh, bunch of people go into the jungle, get lost, and lose their minds kind of category of jungle movies. But the jungle plays a very strong aspect of that. It is maddening to watch them kind of go in circles and completely fall apart, and it's a damn good movie if you haven't seen it. It's it's shot very well, and I, I believe this is one of those movies where Werner Herzog put everybody through absolute torment. Uh, uh, I, it's a damn, damn good movie. I need uh, to see that. I've never seen that one. It is it is kind of frustrating, though, because as people start to go nuts, you're like, ah, oh, this sucks, like, get me out of here. But the movie itself is very good. Number two for you. Number two for me is Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Uh, Damn it. I love this movie, and it's awesome, and it's set on an island jungle, and... Uh, one of the most iconic scenes of the movie is when uh, Ian McCulloch and uh, what's her name? Uh, I believe Tisa Farrow, when they're like, uh, they got a hurt. I think, is it, he might have a, one of them has a hurt foot and they're like, they're laying there. And uh, that's when like all of the zombies come out, like the conquistadors come out of their graves. And it is such a great, creepy, old school Italian horror scene. And this, they're like, I love that these older movies, like, they're in a jungle somewhere in the Caribbean or somewhere dangerous. And I, this is another one of those movies that feels like, I bet that was not easy to make this movie. And it it's great. I love, love, love Zombie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But it didn't quite make the number one spot for me. Uh, number one for me, I should have... I, I, Totally didn't think of zombie either. I should have. It would have been on the list. Rundown. Get out of here. Uh, number one for me is uh, another one of those movies that's... Well, it's a Peter Weir movie. Uh, I, 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 it, every five to ten years, I gotta come back to this movie. And I'm, I leave frustrated almost every time. But it's more because of the story and the way it goes. It's not because the filmmaking isn't great. Because it is. I like the movie, but it it's a frustrating watch, even though it's a really good movie, in my opinion. Uh, starring Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren, River Phoenix, from 1986, The Mosquito Coast. Mm. Uh, an inventor spurns his city life to move his family into the jungles of Central America to make a utopia. And he takes his family of, like, five down there, and he's, like, this very left-wing kind of guy and <clears throat> wants to... I say that... Because it is part of the movie. I'm not making a judgment on the guy. I'm. It, it's... It's a aspect of the movie. And he just is ultra-driven and focused and uh, singularly focused and can't see the things going on around him. No matter how much his world is falling apart, he is just like, no, we're going to make this work. Let's do this. We're basically Swiss Family Robinson in the middle of nowhere, you know, let's do this. And it does not end that great. But, uh, it's an entertaining movie. It's interesting. It is very, it's different. I think that's why I come back to it. It's different. It's not your typical kind of cookie cutter movie with a happy ending. It, I mean, everything kind of works out in the end, but it, it is some gnarly shit they go through. Have you ever seen it? I have never seen that one, no. Oh, you should check it out sometime. I'm curious what you'd think of it. it I mean, it's one yeah. of the very few, if not for nothing else, 
River Phoenix. He's only got so yeah. many performances, and I know. this is a damn good one. And here he is again, right beside Harrison Ford. Well, here he's Harrison ah. Ford's son. Well, yeah. interesting. Indiana Jones. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, on a very, very similar note, my number one movie set in the jungle is Cannibal Ferox by Umberto Lenzi. This takes... Uh, this takes Sleaze to an all-new low. Uh, Giovanni Lombardo Ridice is in this, and uh, those of you who know him, he is he's like one of my favorite Italian actors from back in the day because he, he dies just beautifully in almost all of the movies that he's in. And this is no exception. This is the guy that gets his pecker whacked off and his top of his head chopped off and they eat the brains and all that yummy good stuff. Uh, I love Cannibal Ferox. Yeah, anybody, another, I mean, again, anybody in the audience would care except that he was chopping other people's peckers off, so... Yeah, 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 he did the same thing. So he got his comeuppance, and, I mean, he, he took his medicine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, this one here, actually, there, this, is, this one here also has the, like, the real-life animal killings, which uh, Umberto Lenzi kind of was trying to one-up uh, Rogero Diodato back in the day. Like, Diodato had Holocaust, and so... Umberto Lenzi had Ferox, and they this actually went back a couple movies previous as well, where they just kept on making these cannibal movies, trying to one-up each other, and this one here you can tell, because Holocaust feels a little bit more, I don't want to say legit, but a little bit more, less sleazy, and it's really sleazy, but this one here, something about it is just every frame of this movie is just drenched in just gory, sleazy, slimy, Italian beautifulness. I love it so much. <laughs> it's it's because it. they're so, the actors are so blissfully happy to be doing everything that they're doing. As oh, a, it's all, as, yeah. as opposed to Holocaust where they're like, should we? I don't know. Eh, yeah. Let's try and yeah. keep some realism uh, here. Whereas they're in Ferox, they're like, let's just, let's, let's take over natives. Cause we're white, white. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Huh? What? Yeah. Both movies are yeah, weird. This, well, but this one, yeah, this one here is, it's rapey, and it's, oh, uh, there was one scene in the Blu-ray of this one where they, where uh, Giovanni Lombardo kills a pig, and for real, and good God, it is awful. I mean, it's like, oh, <laughs> number one, of course, for Eugene. <sighs> well, I mean, I'm of two minds about it, because yeah, we shouldn't be filming these things as entertainment, per se, but... I mean, we do slaughter animals wholesale. They're, animals mm-hmm. die just because, you know, it would be weird to film it, but there are people that perform those actions on a 24 hours a day basis yeah. in the most and civilized quote-unquote country in the world. Yeah. And supposedly, both both of these movies, that the animals did not go to waste. Like, they actually, people or other animals ate what was killed in the movie. I'm not, again, I'm not condoning it, but yeah, I it doesn't bother me. Um but I got to be careful because I, you know, I know that there is people out there that are, you know, very vocal about, you know, animal cruelty or whatever. I get it. Um, but to me, it adds even more to the nastiness of these movies. Um, okay. Yeah. What is Hold that? On. I need... What is that noise? Oh, the, it's okay. So our, my, my kids are into Beyblades, which is a Japanese yeah, anime. I know what it is. And I, so I'm we, a, I'm we a, have I'm a, an adult. I'm a big boy. I know what Beyblades is. Don't come okay. at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> 
Beyblade <laughs> Burst. Da, 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 da. I know the song, but I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> Duel. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, and they. Oh, I mean, it's right, right now. They have. They've got a uh, because we don't actually have the Beyblade Arena. We just have a couple of the actual Beyblades mm-hmm. that we got at Target, and so they have a a frying pan that they're that they're doing it in. Oh, it's now it's just it's kid break for both of us because I got to text my wife saying yeah. uh, no more babe. No, no, keep going with the Beyblades. I'll go deal with kids that promised me they would go play upstairs. But <laughs> what? I don't even know what that. Oh. <sighs> Last break before I recently watched. Yep. <laughs> one of those shows, gang. Just one of those shows. What else about Cannibal Ferox could I talk about? Because I could talk about this movie. All day long. Um, the Blu-ray is fantastic. It's from Grindhouse Releasing. They also released Campbell Holocaust. Um, man, I love Giovanni Lombardo Radice. And I love his name, too. It's just sexy. Um, there's cocaine snorted. There's hooks and nipples. There's... Um, I'll never forget the first time I watched Campbell Holoc- or Campbell Ferox uh, back when it was on VHS and it was going by uh, Make Them Die Slowly. It was a double feature of that and Zombie, Lucio Fulci's Zombie. It's back when I worked at the mom and pop video store back in like, I was probably 18. And um, I'm like, man, now that I work here, I got to watch all these horror movies. And I took, I'm like, oh, I have to watch these big box movies that I've been drooling over since I was like 12 years old going to the video store. So I'm like, Okay, we're going to finally get Make Them Die Slowly and Lucio Fulci Zombie checked off the list. And so it was a double feature of those. And as I'm getting older, some of my memories of, you know, first-time viewings of certain movies that I love have faded from memory. But that was a fantastic night of VHS watching and still living with my mom and dad. And I was up in my bedroom and I had this big, you know, 25-inch tube TV or whatever it was in the VCR that I hooked up. And I kind of remember, if I'm not mistaken, like, they didn't even like that I had a VCR in my bedroom because, oh, you work at that awful VH, you know, you work at that awful video store and they got porn there, which, yay for me, I rented porn. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, what are you reviewing? Uh, oh, I'm still, I'm still yapping about Campbell Fear. Oh. And just my first, my first viewing when it was called, uh, Make Them Die Slowly, uh, with a double feature with a zombie. And it was oh, like, yeah, yeah, okay. Those, okay. Like, those were the first two movies. Uh, like, I'm like, what is this? three hours of awesomeness that I'm watching like everything was weird I was used to American horror movies and all of a sudden it's like these two Italian horror movies are just infesting my brain and since then I've I'm a changed man (laughs) you say that like I found Jesus and it's more (laughs) like (laughs) I I found brains and hacked off peckers and ripped open throats and hooks and nipples (laughs) Uh shall I go on (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm rather surprised. I mean, I thought that you would have Predator or Cannibal Holocaust number one, but I mean, most of our lists, uh, the the biggies, were only one off on. So yeah, I mean, that's yay for us, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, Ferox made it to number one because of my enjoyment level. Like, it's not it's not as oppressive as Holocaust is, and zombie, I like Zombie better than than that one as well. But for some reason, like the Cannibal Ferox movie is. It just, for me, like, I think that is my jungle movie right there, even more so than Zombie, I guess. I understand. Uh, honorable mentions. For me, I had The Beach. And, again, I only knocked that down uh, because it's more of a background than a character. 
King Kong was real tough cut. I, I considered every iteration of King Kong, Skull Island, whatever, whatever you want to pick, just King Kong. Zombie, I should should have been on the list. Shame on me. That the rundown. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> but one that I definitely overlooked, and this this I mean, looking at this list, this might have been number three. Swiss Family Robinson, the Walt Disney version. I almost put that on, but I haven't seen it in so long. I, I couldn't justify putting that on. That, uh, that's, is that available on Blu-ray? Because that's a damn good movie. Like, for me, that's up there with Black Hole. I love that movie. It is. It is available, but it's only available, like, you can find it on eBay, but that's, like, Disney has this thing to where it's, like, the, the, the Disney, you got Anaconda, or, a, no, Arachnophobia. Yeah. So that's the whole Disney points thing, and you can only get certain Blu-rays from Disney Direct, and that's actually one of them. Swiss Family Robinson is one that you can get on Blu-ray from them, but you can't, like, buy it on Amazon or whatever. That is so stupid. Why did yeah. they do this? this? Yeah, I know. They, they make you jump through hoops to get... I, I, I will... Because that's one that my wife... Actually, my, my wife and I were talking about that the, the other day. Swiss Family Robinson. I'm like, man, I'd like to see that again. And I'm like, it's on Blu-ray, but you have to jump through hoops to get it. And I'm like, I just want to go to Amazon or whatever. And Anyway. I remember watching that as one of those uh, Disney Family Movie of the Week kind of things. And I would rent it all the time from the video store. I've watched it many, many, many times. And I just watched it here in the last, I would say, five years. And it held up 100%. That movie rules. And I would love to see a cleaned up version of it, though. Because every version I've watched has been VHS, pretty much. What? What? Go play. Judas Priest. Last time he came to be wearing a Superman cape, and the reason I ran out of the room is because he was like, Daddy, I put the glue in there. And when you hear oh. your youngest oh, say that, yeah. you're like, oh God, what? What? Where? Where did... <laughs> in the Blu-ray player. Yeah, yeah. But this time he comes to me, no Superman cape, but he's got a top hat. Great. <laughs> your brother did what? <laughs> he, he yelled. I, I don't care. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I put the glue in there. Judas Priest. <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, Swiss so, Family uh, Robinson, should yes. quick that should have my... been on my list. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, and, and actually it should have been on my list too, and it's not, but I, I considered it, but I haven't seen it in so many years that, like, I don't quite remember it enough, but I remember liking it. Uh, honorable mentions for me are Massacre in Dinosaur Valley. Yes, another Italian cannibal sleaze fest. Uh, Emerald Forest, uh, which I just... You haven't reviewed yet. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, and I didn't much care for it, but the jungle setting was a very important part of that movie. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom did not make the list, although it centers around a big temple in the jungle, but it's still a temple and it's mainly in a temple. So I had considered yeah. Raiders because of the opening, but it's mm. just the opening. I know. Then it's the desert pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Book. This is the animated, uh, Disney classic. And I guess I would consider the John Favreau remake as well. Uh, but uh, that animated original, it has a soft spot in my heart. It's a very good movie. Uh, okay. The Ruins. This is one that, uh, it's, it's a fun little, you know, body horror movie set in the jungle. Uh, and it, again, I think that this plays a big, like the jungle setting and what's in the jungle plays a big part of why that movie is good. I mean, it's not like a classic or anything, but it's a good movie. Uh, Apocalypto, that's another one that I, I have not seen that movie in so long, mainly because it's just, it's not a really fun watch, but 
it's set in a jungle and I, it's a very well made movie, but I don't remember much of it. I, I considered that one. It came up on all the lists, but I was like, you know what? They're, it's, they're only in the, I mean, I know as a whole it's in the jungle, but they're only in the jungle for a little bit and then they're in the temple area. I know. I yeah. Like, eh, I don't really think of that as a jungle movie. Yeah. Um, then the rundown made my honorable mentions and I, that's a good movie. I have always liked that movie ever since I think, I think you and I watched that in the theater. Uh, but, yeah, good movie. Big thumbs up on that one. And it, it, not quite top ten for me. And then King Kong. And this is Peter Jackson's King Kong. Uh, I actually think I like Kong Skull Island even better than Jackson's. Probably because it's playing into this whole big universe of creatures, which I think is awesome. But still, Peter Jackson's King Kong is, I think, a bit underrated. I haven't seen it in a while now, but it it's jungly. I like it. Yay! <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm sick of this Skype shit. I'm going to audio only. I mean, okay, it, it's it's dog shit, and it's behind the video's behind anyway. It doesn't matter. It... Oh, okay. So, uh, how about now? Okay. What? Wait. What? Wait. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And you're still there. Good. Oh, I turned you I'm off. Not even but sure nope. how. Nope, I'm still... Hi! I'm here! Hi! Oh, oh my... There, there we go. There. Yep, okay, now I can hear you, but cannot see you. So, we good? Why am I still seeing you? Oh, my God. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um... No, sorry. <laughs> you look lost. <laughs> I am. I'm so lost. Um, you look like okay. you just accidentally clicked the wrong... There we go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> You look like you Good. clicked the wrong ad on IMDb. Yeah. Just, just lost and crying and alone in the forest. In the jungle. In the forest. Jungle. In the jungle. Oh, the jungle, I mean. Oh, I can't even get that right. Oh, Great. MCU now? Yeah, yep, yep. You get to lead us uh, there. Okay, okay. so uh, where did we leave off on MCU? We left off with, not Exeter, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay, Spider-Man Homecoming. <clears throat> Once again, second viewing, much better than the first. I remember watching this the first time with my wife, and we were like, yeah, this was good. This was kind of one of those, a nice little segue, you know, not quite with the big boys yet. Just, you know, it was fine. But I really liked this movie the second time a lot more. Like, it's got a couple of great action set pieces. Uh, Tom Holland, I think, was really good as Spider-Man. I think that Michael Keaton was good as the villain, although Michael Keaton is a great actor, and if we would have swapped him out with someone else, I'm not sh- like it's his his villain character seemed a bit generic. Uh, what was uh, Vulture? I guess it was fine, but it was just like here's here's your villain of the week, and here's why because you know asshole Tony Stark and his company is you know whatever made you a bad guy, but whatever that's fine. Uh, I do think it's kind of funny that uh, the um, Bokeem uh, Woodbine is in this as Shocker, and like he's Shocker for a couple minutes and then not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that, but uh, the comedy was quite good in it. Uh, kind of, I know I'm getting to be old man-ish, but I I actually kind of thought that MJ on second viewing, MJ is I'm like that's oh, kind of like. They're doing something co- totally different here, and I appreciate that. I think it's kind of cool that they're, you know, I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> I can't see you, so I can't react. <laughs> All right, fuck it. We'll go back to the shit. Oh, see, here we go. Here we go. Oh, turning and? the cameras back on, and now what's going to ah, happen? Good afternoon. Oh, now I can see you. It's just like <laughs> I came out of the shower, and you were just oh, waiting no. there. It was awkward. Yep. Yep. Bath towels and pubic. Oh, what else? Oh, and it's great. Thanks, Skype. This, Immediately. Okay, so you like the updated version of MJ or... or? Yeah, I did. I did. I, it, the first time I'm like, oh, really? And But I'm like, I, I like that they're doing something a little bit different with her character. And even even uh, Marissa Tomei, I, I like that they, they're changing things up. Uh, and this was just, it was a fun movie. I would compare this to the Ant-Man movies, which is really good. I, I've come to really like the Ant-Man movies as well. This is right there with them. Yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it uh, the second time I watched. The first time I was just like, eh, okay. And the second time I, I enjoyed it quite a bit more. If I had, if I was forced to make any complaints about it, it's <clears throat> the uh, Vulture character. In the comic books, he's this really old man who, as I understand it, because I'm no expert on Spider-Man, but he would, like, suck the life force out of people so that he could be a little bit younger. Or something like that. So they definitely oh, departed oh, wow. from That's that totally kind different. of idea. Yeah, I, I would have. Uh, maybe you can't do that, but I, you know, go for some of those more. You got Doctor Strange and that whole magic shit going. Yeah, go for some of that weirdness. But I guess they're going to because they're making a. Uh, oh, what's that vampire? Jared Leto is going to play this uh, vampire that uh, one of their one of the Spider-Man villains. So maybe they are going for some of that more supernatural kind of stuff down the road, but just embrace it. Yeah. Go for it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. They did. I did. I did like that, you know, how they tied in the, like the villains and why, why he is a villain because of what happened kind of with Stark and all that stuff. They're bringing in like the kind of, which I'll get into with Black Panther, but like, you know, the good guys have done some stupid or and or shitty things and because of that it has created some of these villains and that's kind of what is going on here although oh go ahead skype delay it's great <laughs> yeah especially tony he is the main cause or the main mm -hmm. problem out of any yeah of oh oh but yep it's a good movie uh okay next up is black panther this is again a second viewing for me and this one here was actually a, I don't want to say lower on the MCU list, but maybe like middle of the road. I'm like, yeah, this was good, but what's, what's the big deal? Like, it was good. Okay. Second viewing. Like, yeah, that was awesome. That, I mean, that was upper tier awesome. Yep. Me too. And my wife thinking the same thing. We were both like, wow, this is really good. Everything about it. Uh, Ryan Coogler's directing is great. Uh, I, the casting is so good. The effects, for the most part, there's a couple of eh, CGI stuff, but otherwise, I mean, T'Challa slash Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman is so good in this. Michael B. Jordan is great as Killmonger, and his backstory is great. Like, he he's another almost sympathetic villain as to, you know, the good guys screwed up. And because they screwed up so bad, this is... Here is your reward because of uh, how you screwed up. And I, I get it. I understand his character and his character's motivations. And it worked really well. Martin Freeman, um, 
as this what CIA agent. He worked much better this time than the first time. Again, we've talked about this before, mainly because he was in uh, Civil War. And I'm like, okay, there he is in Civil War. That makes sense. And now he's in this, in which we see that in the stinger uh, at the end of Civil War as to how he's how he's involved here. But man, some of those effects, the battles, it's, it's a great movie. I love... It felt different. Like, some of these MCU movies start to kind of bleed into each other and like, ah, it's starting to feel kind of the same. But this one here... Ugh, it was different. Just the African, the history, and oh, it was so damn good. This is, pro- if not top five, I, I mean, it's it's probably top five for me. And we'll, I want to get into that maybe on another episode, like real quickly, just ranking one to twenty or however many there are now. Like real quick, boom, 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 boom. Like here's the the rankings of them. Black Panther. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it took a second watch for me to really get it. But what really stood out to me, I said this before on the second watch is that this is a different kind of origin story. This isn't, I got, I'm an alien or I got hit by a meteor or I got radiation or I mean, he was always destined to be black Panther one way or the other. It just yeah. happened a little sooner than uh, expected because his father was assassinated. But I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just that I, it really struck me the second time I watched that, that that's a different origin. You know, we don't see that a lot. I mean, you could make the argument that, Oh, it's just another rich kid who's, you know, becomes a superhero, but he didn't, like, lose his dad and then decide to be, like, he was always going to be Black Panther anyway. Yeah, he was going to inherit the throne, right. pretty much. Which, I don't know, I just, it struck me differently. <clears throat> I like yeah. that quite a bit. There was something else I was going to uh, ask about. I was going to ask you about this movie. Oh, so the... They discuss it briefly in the beginning, like there's this kind of this narrative going on about meteorite and, uh, you know, the... Vi- vibranium. Vibranium. I was thinking, an obtainium! It's about but not the same that, thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is, actually. But, um, so, does, is that anything with Infinity Stone stuff, or is that just... Uh, I don't think so, but it plays a part in... It plays a strong part in the... MCU, uh, just the Marvel Universe in general, because uh, Cap's shield is made of a mix of adamantium and vibranium, as I as I recall from the comic books. Do you know what adamantium is? Um, no. That would be Wolverine's skeleton, the unbreakable metal. Oh, awesome. Right. So they mix that with the vibranium, which is the stuff, uh, all the Black Panther stuff, all the tech is based on, and that makes Cap's shield. Now in the okay. in the cinematic universe, it's just vibranium because they don't have rights to the X Men, yeah. blah, blah. And I could be totally wrong on that. I'm just going off of uh, memory and hearsay. Yeah. Uh, but it is just one of those comic booky, sci fi jargon things, you know that 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 fi- trickles its way into yeah. many aspects of the universe. Cool. Yep. That's huge. Huge thumbs up. I just the cast. Just thinking back to all the Angela Bassett, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Andy Serkis. It's a great cast. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyway. my, my biggest complaint would be the waterfall scenes really look like a set. You know what I mean? Mm. Like a green screen set. Oh, I see. I got you. Like where they're doing their battle, like to yeah, see who's... But, but when they pan up to everybody standing on the cliff, it's... it's Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that I... looks pretty green screeny. Yeah. In a movie where they're riding rhinos. That that looks faker for some reason. <laughs> oh, their spaceships or whatever you would call them are so cool. Yeah, they Man. are. 
Um, <laughs> speaking of spaceships, Thor Ragnarok. This movie rules. I loved this the first time, and I think I liked it even better. This, minor spoilers here, this might be my favorite MCU. If it's not, it's top three. I'm going to just start to arrange all the movies in order, but I, I love the Thor movies. Um, well, the second one, we've talked about the second one. It, it could have been so much better, but I love the mythology of the Thor universe, and I love the the outer spacey stuff. The, like it's a great blend of fantasy and and science fiction. And this one here, uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. I feel stupid not knowing. Taki, what what titi? The director. Titi, what titi titi? Oh, that guy. Kiki, you think? Sure, sure. Okay, I'm gonna go find out how to say his name. Okay. This one here is, I think, the funniest of... It's almost weird, like, watching all of these back-to-back-to-back. Like, some of these actors you see, like, kind of getting better and better at their characters. And Chris Helmsworth, he has gotten so good at playing Thor. This is by far his best performance as Thor. He's hilarious in it. Mark Ruffalo is great. Kate Blanchett is a great baddie. I love Kate Blanchett. And... Tom Hiddleston is, this is his best performance as Loki. I still have my, they try to address, I can tell, they're trying to address the fact that, yes, he is a murderous little bastard, but he's kind of lovable, right? Um, they're trying to address that, but it's still, I think, kind of a plot hole in this ongoing series is, you're trying to make him kind of, sort of all, and he is likable, uh, and kind of an anti-hero, but he's been kind of a murderous bastard before. Uh, Hold on. I'll just play the damn thing. Don't make me save it, you prick. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's one of those shows, guys. Oh, take your sweet fucking time, Internet. What are you doing? Did you hear that? Kind of. Why is it buzzing? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Okay. Because I go to the Internet for pronunciation because I'm sick of us always screwing it up. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, he's actually the voice of... Uh, Korg, which I think yeah. that's kind of cool. Korg was great. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is so Jeff Goldblum-y and wonderful. Started a um, revolution. Handed out, I didn't have enough pamphlets or something like oh, that. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> so Everybody is so good in this movie. Everything about this movie works. I Seriously, like it's going to be hard to top this one for me uh, when I go down through the list. The, I love the the special effects. Like the The color palette of this movie is like it's Thor, but it's kind of yeah. I got some Guardians of the Galaxy mixed in there, maybe, and it's it's so good. If so they, good. If they and, don't tap him to do the next Guardians movie, there's something oh, really yeah. wrong with them. Because the comedy timing is perfect in this, um, and you know, you know, Chris Hemsworth is he's got the short hair now, and he's just he, he's even more dreamy. You see, <sighs> okay. And there's the MCU, <laughs> and now of course I you know I I did watch Ant Man and Wasp. And I thought that was great. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to... Next up is going to be Captain Marvel. Oh, oh, okay. So you go Captain Marvel, then Infinity War, and then Endgame. Yep, that's going to be the next on the list. Really curious gonna... how you how a second watch of Infinity War is for you after going through the whole thing and seeing all the stones. Yeah. Oh, my, I, my wife is actually ready to watch that again. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's wait just a little bit and do a one-two punch of Infinity War. And then that weekend, we're, we're going to go catch up Endgame. I can't wait. Like, this is one where I'm like, opening weekend, we are there, along with the throngs of other people. <laughs> See, and this is my, this is my cannibal movie. 
these are my cannibal movies for you. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I get them from uh, uh, my buddy Dave or whatever on Vudu, and I'm like, mm, I want to sit down and watch this. My wife's like, I'd like to watch that, but I, I you know, not tonight. I'm, I got to go to bed. Okay. Well, can we watch tomorrow? Yeah. I'm still going to watch it right now, but we'll watch it tomorrow. That's fine. I, I just, <laughs> yeah. but what, if, don't you want to wait and watch it again before end game? Oh, we can watch it again then too. I'm, I'm, that's fine. I, I have no problem. Yeah. Just even, even any of them. If, if you come to me and you're like, let's watch Thor too. Like, eh, fuck it. Let's watch it. Uh, hell with it. Yeah. It's one of the worst ones of the MCU. I don't care. I'll give a shit. I, I, yeah. Let's sit down and watch it right and now. That, that's me and my Italian. Yep. <laughs> yep, it is. But um, this was a blast going through these. It really was like, I don't know if, I think that we'll probably cherry pick these the next time we do this. And there are certain ones that we'll probably skip over. <clears throat> Iron Man 3. <clears throat> <clears throat> but like, uh, I know that we're going to, this is going to be kind of on a rotation now because we had so much fun with these that I would guess in another year we'll start to revisit some of these again. Yeah, and you need to do the same with the Fast and Furious. You need to go through all those. Uh, yeah, which my wife has been after me because I watched the last few by myself, and she's like, "Um, of all the movies to watch without me, you picked those." Like <laughs> she loves, she loves those movies. Oh, there you and go. I'm like, yeah, but I was, you know, I had to review they're, it for the show. And <laughs> oh, it's my fault. Uh, they're it right, kind of. I'm the world scapegoat. That's who I am. Uh, <laughs> they're right in line with the MCU. You can. Just sit down and watch those movies and fluff the brain away. It's it's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. No, I think you're doing the right thing uh, with your OCD-ness. Give it a breather. Captain Marvel yeah. is what, in a couple weeks? Yeah. Uh, and then Infinity War again, then Endgame, and then, you know, a, a another, and then another little like breather, hit- and then DC. Yep. And by then I'll have the that new Star Trek season watched, and then I'll be... Because re- it's, it's nice to... I've got something that I can watch with her so that, I mean, she would never in a million years watch anything cannibally. So I've got my family-friendly, wife-friendly stuff on the side that I can, you know, split up. Uh, Neither would my wife. Yeah. Why do we? They're they're the sane ones, but hey, we're just just over here just munching on intestines. Okay, can I review something? Yes. Uh, 2018, Suspiria, the remake. Yay! I... (laughs) Uh, whenever you and Steven, as per normal on the show, whenever you and Steven have opposing reviews on a thing, then I, it, uh, it is left to me to be the decider. And I would say it's a split, uh, as far as who I've sided with. It's a coin flip. Sometimes it's you, sometimes it's Steven. Uh, you never know. And with this one, my expectations were set to low. I mean, I know that you liked it. He did not. It's bloody long at two and a half hours. Uh, the internet has been mixed, and so I, there's just no reason for me to have my expectations too high. I like the original movie quite a bit, but I still am hard-pressed to tell you what it's about, other than uh, some dancing studio and some witches, I think. I, and I've seen it like three times, I think. Uh, but uh, the details, hazy. As happens with Argento kind of stuff. Let, let, no, no, Steven. Nope. No, nope, no, no, wrong, wrong, Stephen, bad, bad, Stephen. <laughs> this movie fucking rocked. Oh, this movie rocked so hard. Holy God. Oh. Even at two and a half hours, I was never bored. I had to split it up into two nights because my kids were bouncing all over the place. And I was like, no, 
I want to, I am enjoying this so much. I'm not going to let you ruin it. I'm going to set aside the time and watch the rest tomorrow. And that's what I did. I'm not giving this, I'm not saying this movie is perfect. I, I'm right now leaning at about an eight and a half out of 10. And that would be Ooh, mostly, mostly because of the uh, slow-mo shaky zombie cam that they did at the climax of the film. Did not like that one bit. That reminded, that was like Resident Evil 2 bad. Mm. Uh, especially when all the hell is breaking loose. Why do it then? But yeah. they did. What are you going to do? <clears throat> and That's a good point. And I, 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 I was so enthralled by that ending that it, I didn't even think about it. But I would not be surprised if on my repeat viewing of it that that will probably bother me. Because I know what you're talking about. But I was just like, whoa. Though I mean, things are flying off the rails at this point. I was just so focused on the craziness. But I remember that shaky cam bit going on. And I can even deal with some shaky cam. But when you do that half slow-mo thing, I hate yeah. that. That is... It's just hideously ugly. I, I don't like the look of that. But all hell was breaking loose at the time. And I was, I, oh man, this is so amazing. I, I felt like it was probably done to cover up CGI effects. That's, that's my best guess. Uh, the movie itself I, was made way more sense, I think, than the original Suspiria because I've watched it at least three mm-hmm. or four times and don't know what it's about. Uh, but this one, yeah, I feel like there's some interpretational things along the way that we, everybody can discuss, but I understood everything. I felt very straightforward the vast majority of the movie. Even the ending, where it was, you know, a callback to the very beginning of the people that voted for the... I'm, I'm trying to be uh, spoiler-free yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Who was getting axed. It was, oh, I remember this. Oh, okay. That, that must have been some... Uh, fall, how, how do I put it without spoiling? Uh, false impersonation-y kind of thing. Mm, you yep. voted wrong. You get the axe. And that's what was yep. happening. Death came for you, and it was glorious. Uh, there are a lot of metaphorical is that a word uh things that can be drawn between the actors that play multiple roles as far as again being vague to avoid spoilers girl's mother plays death which was weird and you couldn't you would never know that in a million years unless you went and looked it up uh but she did uh, okay and then there's that other character who plays multiple roles that never amount that never amounted to meaning anything at least as far as we know yeah. in the film it just was an experiment in acting i guess which was I, fine I think that's what it was too yeah but that's totally fine but whatever i that movie rocked and i'm glad we haven't do- we should have done our oscar show because the oscars are this weekend aren't they uh, i think they're next week i think they're next weekend i thought they were the last weekend in february I'm so glad you liked it. I'm so I was I was nervous that you were going to be like, uh, it was okay, I guess." But it's this week. I, it's this Sunday. Oh, no kidding. Huh? All right. That is the that's the last weekend of the month is this coming Sunday. Yeah. So we usually hmm. do our Oscar show then or this week, but I guess we'll be doing it next week. Yay. In, in which we always do the uh top 10 of the year. So we'll be doing our top 10 of 2018. That we've seen thus far. I'm glad I yeah. got this in before we made that list because, uh, spoiler alert, Suspiria will be on the list. <laughs> awesome. Sorry, Steve. And actually, you, we, we texted each other just a little bit about this. And I, I, my, honestly, one of my main gripes, uh, was, yeah, I think the movie could have been a little bit tighter. Mainly the, like, and I, I kind of understood why they were doing the whole, uh, that there was like actual, like, and this stuff really happened in real life, the, the terrorist stuff that was going on back in the seventies in Germany. And then you said, well, I think that it is a, uh, an extension of 
the evil in this coven of in this dance hall coven of witches that that the evil is almost spreading or whatever like it's infecting people kind of to do evil shit and i'm like oh that's a really cool way yeah. of thinking about why they're including this this chit chat in the background of a lot of scenes of these terrorist attacks yeah I, that's the way i took it it was the same as the uh uh, uh mcu loki pokey stick yeah, all mm. the avengers get in the room and all of a sudden they get all emo and bitchy uh, oh <laughs> because we're all standing in the room but why are you holding that hulk i'm not holding oh i am holding that shit uh, yeah that kind of thing and just on a larger scale just evil people doing evil things and there's a evil witchy coven in the center of town coincidence eh. hmm but tilda swinton boy she smokes a i mean I, she smokes a cigarette beautifully <laughs> oh i loved it i just and i i just I, i've said this before but i i love when a remake uh can make it pay homage to the original yet make it their own and that's what this movie was is yeah, the color, it looked nothing, it looked nothing like Dario Argento's, it sounded nothing like Dario Argento's, but I'm like, this is not a stupid, lame, cash grab, remake, reboot, whatever. This is a beautiful piece of cinema that I think honors uh, Dario Argento's original vision while making it its complete own beast. I, I was, agree, but the music, I feel like Tom York, Radiohead, really mm, captured yeah. the... The goblin-esque-ness of the original? Well, kind of, but he, mm. but maintaining that real creepiness. Because it was real subtly used. It was just every now and then when the music really was played up. And when it did, it was like, oh my god, this is creepy. You know, a yes, lot of it is. singular instruments, very slow piano music, or, you know, just very contained. And, you know, uh, uh, just not like giant bombastic uh, score pieces. It, just kept it small, a Halloween esque, if you will. Uh, yeah, great. It it was freaking fantastic. The only another thing I, I wish I would have seen, <laughs> and maybe this is just the wanting the nostalgia of the original, but it would have been so sweet if she had walked into that room at the end and the lighting had been like the first act of the original, where it's just crazy different colors in that one room in that one scene at the end that would have been fantastic yes you're right that would have been cool now they might they have done a bit seem... of that because they did but they yeah. it was just like a red filter on the camera it, it wasn't yeah. a plethora of different red colors which yeah you're right it, that would have been sweet but eh, whatever it doesn't matter it is what it is and, the, and yeah. then the horror bits of it were just torturous i mean the yeah like the little gory bits that were thrown in there and the broken leg and oh oh yeah. shit and, that I, and that's another thing is i i was expecting Going in, I'm like, this is probably going to be art housey, no gore, and but no, it's like, it's very, very, very R-rated and really, like, really evil. Like, it has a little bit of that witch vibe to where it's just, there's evil throughout the entire movie, even when there's just people talking. It's like, th this place that they're in is evil. Yeah. And you can just tell, and again, going oh, back what, to what Berlin, you said about Berlin, Germany? The, it's evil? No way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just and just the the music that you were saying, like just the underlying dread through the whole thing. Yeah, uh, so. it, and I went straight from Velvet Buzzsaw at like that was a slow. I'm not comparing the two, but um, I went from Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, I'm in the mood for another slow burn because that was a slow burn. Eugene said this one's a slow burn. I went right. I went immediately to Suspiria and was not disappointed. I had fun watching both those movies. Uh, that's why I'm so curious what you'd think of that Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah. 
I'll I'll watch it eventually, cause, especially because of your positive review. For sure. Cool. Okay, coming soon. Uh, uh coming soon. I'm oh, up first. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You yeah. Just wait your turn over there, oh. Mister Skypey oh. McBuzzy man. <laughs> uh, I finally completed my Porky's trilogy on VHS. I was only missing the first one, and I found it in a CBS Fox slider case. VHS score, nerd. So I'm going to watch those Porky's movies and get them tucked away where they will not be watched, but thrown away by my kids or yours. Uh, I got a bunch more VHS, including another uh, Warner clamshell of some old movie that I can't see from my seat, so I can't tell you the title of. That's great. Days of Wine and Roses. There you go. Thank you. Don't you... Did you? Well, I'm on Facebook. Oh, sweet. I'm glad my yeah. words entertain you so much. No, no, no. I, I was looking to see what... <laughs> Good job. Uh, what else did I get? What What do I have coming soon, Eugene? <laughs> yeah. You got Mac and Me, Prophecy 3, Mad Max, Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, About Last Night. Um, what uh, else do you yeah, have coming no, soon? Half of those went right into storage. Uh, the only reason no. I caved on Attack of the Clones is because I have I have every other Star Wars movie on VHS. I should just get those prequels, too. And I see them ev- freaking everywhere. So now I'm going to get them. I, I I don't know if three was released on VHS, but I know one is all over the place. So I need to pick that one up, too. Yeah. And there's a handful of other things I'm going to be watching on Blu-ray and Voodoo. What about you, sir? Um. Uh, so I've got a huge stash of uh, Scream Factory titles. And then today I got some TV movies, which uh, tonight's going to be, I think, TV movie night, uh, which by TV movie, I mean like the 70s type movies. Uh, one is Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I got that on DVD. You remember that old thing? Yes, yeah, DVD. And the Norless Tapes. Yep. Um, the Norless Tapes, which I may have reviewed back I like a year or so ago, I did a stint to where I, like, I got into the, these TV movies and I watched a lot of these on YouTube. And then some of these I found on eBay or whatever for, for really cheap. And the Norlis tapes is actually very, like, it's been long out of print from, I think, Anchor Bay. And, um, going for, like, a lot of money. And then I found, I found it on eBay. And I'm like, it's going to be a boot. It's going to completely be a bootleg. And I'm like, you know what? I'm fine with that. It's not that expensive. Fine. No, this is an actual factory pressed out of print, still sealed deal. Wow. And I'm like, wow, that was a 14 bucks versus 40 or 50. Uh, okay. So, yay for me on that one. Uh, Screams of a Winter Night, which is a Code Red movie. I need to update you uh, at some point on Code Red and the state of Banana Man because he's <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> he he wiped out. And he he wiped out in his apartment, I guess, and he got stuck between his toilet and his bathtub for like seven hours or something like that. And then they had the he's in the hospital right now. So whenever they do interviews with him in the hospital, he they like drape a banana costume over his face, and it's awkward and oh it's sad because i'm like i think the dude is like really like dying in real life it seems like he's not well and it's so bizarro but eh, well more on banana man later um the night strangler uh and the night stalker and those i think are made from the same guy that did trilogy of terror one and two or at least maybe produced by that guy but i think that those are like made for tv vampire movies I've never seen them, and I can't believe I haven't because they get great, great reviews. So uh, there's that, and then yeah, the Scream Factory titles. Uh, they Scream Factory actually had a 
sale, which surprised me. So uh, I actually was able to pick up Creep Show. <laughs> Everyone bitching about our MCU is going. Can we can we watch more MCU now, please? No, what what? Fuck this Skype, man! I didn't this you because is fucking of Skype. bullshit. I can't understand <laughs> anything you're fucking saying. You're telling me about okay. a banana man in the hospital, and all I hear is it, dup, 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 bup, bup, and then you're laughing, and I'm like, I don't know what's funny. That's great. I guess I'll just laugh along. <laughs> oh, well played. Uh, okay. Um, I'll just quick uh, 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 creep show. I bought it for uh, the cheap, cheap price of twenty three dollars versus forty or whatever bullshit Screen Factor was charging, uh, which is still probably too much. But I, yeah, I, yeah, I had to have it. Uh, what else? Uh, Dungeon Master, uh, Troll 1 and 2. I actually paid money for that. Why? Uh, um, oh, because it's Scream Factory and it's on sale. I'm it's telling you. 15 Everybody's $15. like, can we make some more MCU movies for him to watch? Because he's going to yeah. be talking about this for weeks. Oh, hang on to your shorts. I'm, I've got some slop that I'm going to be getting through that you're all going to have to hear about for weeks and weeks. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> uh, the Umbrella Academy. That's something else I'm going to be watching. It dropped on Netflix. It's a, uh, hmm. Gerard Way. Do you know who that is? He's the lead mm. singer of My Chemical Romance. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got into writing comic books and he wrote this comic book series called The Umbrella Academy and now it's on Netflix and I can't wait to watch it. it looks awesome. It looks kind of like an X-Man-y type thing. But, cool. you know, I'm down for any of that. I, I need to finish, uh, Daredevil season three. Every time I go to watch it, my wife's like, nah, I'm not in the mood, but don't watch it, because I want to watch it. Oh. <laughs> there it sits, rotting in purgatory. <laughs> and by the way, uh, Punisher did get canceled then. I'm sure that you saw yeah. that. But that's that was to be expected with Disney. And Jessica Jones. Own. Yep. Yeah. but uh, And apparently they, they might have life yet at Hulu, which is uh, mm. owned by Disney. You know, because they're oh, not going to okay. put rated MA stuff on Disney+. Plus. Oh, you're right, yeah. We, we can put it on Hulu. Where there's commercials, even though Ugh. you pay. Good luck with that. Wonderful. Have fun. Yeah. Not me. Okay. Oh, and, oh, and Satan's Triangle. That's another one that I have on, I bought on DVD that, uh, I, I think I reviewed it already, but it, for that title alone, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna own it. Uh huh. Yep. There. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I just can't wait. I mean, you're gonna die in a car accident and I gotta explain all this shit to your family. Like, how am I going to do that? Uh, yeah <laughs> you're right you're absolutely right especially the vinegar syndrome stuff <laughs> just get those porny titles out of there I, I think I can deal with the rest yeah yeah but they're art okay I'm, I'm so gonna I'm, throw you under the bus just, <laughs> just don't just don't die okay that's all as long as you do that you'll be fine whatever you said I don't know cause it's skypey skype skype yeah, I don't even know if it made you laugh because you were <laughs> frozen. <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Eric Marner. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. 
Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.